tendency is just jump right in, isn't it? But let's just take a moment and just kind of posture ourselves before him. Uh, I do want to recognize and just say it is really important that we understand God's doing something beyond the room, in the spiritual climate, beyond the generation, but also um, doing something even within the context of those that would be online with us. And uh, we've started, you know, kind of whenever we're greeting each other, then I kind of greet or whoever's speaking greets. Uh, and that's been great just to offer some personal connectivity to those that are joining us online. But what it's done is taken out the opportunity for you to welcome them as well. So we're going to do that in a moment. But I do just want to recognize there are some wonderful folks that have joined us faithfully online for many years. Some of them for 20 years. Uh, I think of Ron and Ricky Opperman who are now lieutenant colonels in the army. And all over the world they've traveled. They've tuned in with us. And we just love you dearly. <laughs> it's amazing how the Lord puts our hearts together and really forms over the course of time something so deep and meaningful that's actually going to last forever. <laughs> and there are many others online with us uh, today, and we're, we welcome the Destiny Table in New York, and really excited that the Deerigs are going to be able to be here for our Fuel the Fire event and others that are joining in. And so we say, God bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you and invade your home wherever you are listening. And we as a church family, come on, let's welcome our uh, Destiny Online family as well. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Um, praise God. He's a good, good God. Well, I want us to talk today... Um, progressing along what the Lord has been stirring for us to rehearse each year in the beginning of the year, five important concepts. And um, I, I want us to, to dive into that. I want to also share with you as we get started, this is a time of fasting and prayer. <laughs> uh, we've committed the tithe of the year, if you will, the 36 and a half days. It works out exactly to 36.5, which is 10% of 365 uh, if you go to midday one week from today, which is when we're going to start worship night. And so it's worked out perfectly that way, and I know a lot of people have been fasting and praying in the course of these first roughly 40 days, um, and that's been our emphasis. Some of you perhaps haven't been fasting and praying. Um, I, I, the other morning, Tracy woke up, and I just I, I felt we need to really think about this together because she woke up and she just felt the Holy Spirit say to her, is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen, which we read about in Isaiah 58? The kind of fasting God purposes that we read about, that he has chosen, is fasting, and I want you to think about it, fasting that breaks the bondages of people's lives and releases healing to our bodies. I love the way it says it, uh, Isaiah 58, is not this the kind of fasting I've chosen to loose the chains of injustice, untie the cords of the yoke, to set the opp oppressed free, to break every yoke. Let's believe for every yoke to be broken. And it says, goes on, it says, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Is anybody believing for healing in the house? So we're believing for that. And I would invite you this week, if you have been fasting, take it a little deeper, whatever that is. I'm reflecting on in our family, we're talking about that. There's certain things that we've 
uh, all been fasting separately, and we're going to just take those a little more intently this week for the seven days prior to our worship night uh, next Sunday night. And um, I would encourage you also consider maybe some of you have been fasting social media. Uh, consider a food item of some sort in the course of these seven days because there's something about the parallel of that physical appetite and the spiritual appetite that just helps us have a more attentive disposition to the Lord. Every time you want those cookies, I'm just speaking from experience, every time you want those cookies, I lean into those cookies. Sometimes I smell those cookies, and I think, I really want those cookies. I just want something more. And that's the essence of fasting that I think is so important. You're you're not going to have more of God's attention. You're fully, he's fully aware of you. But what it will do is make you more aware of God. So just take uh, some time this week and really focus in, if you would, whatever it takes. This lady uh, that I want you to see, just a quick video. I know we're going to kind of zoom back so we're not uh, back in Facebook jail for showing videos. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it works. But, but anyway, uh, this lady, she's doing what it takes to stay the course with her fasting and prayer. <laughs> I love that. Maybe because Tracy's fasting chocolate as part of her commitment. It really struck me. But. Uh, well, um, we want to just keep the Word before us. How many know the Word of God is this powerful tool God's placed within our hands? And we're going deeper. And so I encourage you, we've uh, purchased extra bookmarks. So find these on the tables right here by the communion stations, all in the lobby. Pick these deeper bookmarks up. They have a great our theme verse on the back. We're declaring out of 1 John 3, we will keep his commandments and learn to live deeply and surely in Christ, and he will live in us. And this is how we experience his deep and abiding presence in us by the Spirit he gave us. And so uh, grab these. I'm using them in my Bible. I'm using them in, my, in books that I'm reading. Um, put them places to remind you and, and rehearse that scripture when you do. And we, we're real big on trying to get people into the Word of God. How many of you think your life will be changed if you get your mind focused on the Word of God? I mean, that's, that's a given. And so uh, I encourage you to pick that up. And then we have these other cards that are available. Um, you know, Valentine's Day is coming pretty close. This is a great declaration of 1 Corinthians 13. And on the back it says, I'm praying for you. Uh, this could be something that you could pray over people and then write a little note and drop it at work or, you know, neighbors or whatever it may be. Um, if, you're, if you're daring enough, guys, this can be your Valentine's Day card. You don't have to get a card for your... Just tell them Tracy said. <laughs> we are outrageously loving people who passionately pursue the Lord with irrationally giving lifestyles as we, can you say this part with me, consistently submit to God's desires. That is such an important part of all this. And effectively disciple others to do the same. So today, I want us to talk about what it is to really consistently submit to God's desires. We want to pursue the Lord with all of our hearts, and part of that is the recognition 
that submission is community, connection, relationship. Here we are. Uh, forsake not the assembling. That's why we gather together the way we're gathering together right now. Uh, because we know there's something in the kingdom of God that's released when we're connected relationally together. It's a spiritual pollination that takes place in our lives. And I just want to reiterate to you um, that that first weekend of March is going to be our Fuel the Fire event. And there is some significant pollination and impartation that I believe God wants to bring in that particular weekend. So the QR code, if you'll take your phone out and just put your, like you're going to take a picture of it and scan that right now, uh, it'll actually take you to the link and you will have that link to register for that event. So will you do that? Just pull out your phone and that way you have that link and we can start to get, uh, gather that registration on there. It's not a cost to attend but we do need you to register because we're trying to prepare in advance. It not only is about Friday night and Saturday morning, but also it's going to involve a lunch for you ladies, and you need to specifically register for that part of the event. For uh, Esther Upple, she'll be staying at, after the morning session with just a ladies-only type of uh, lunchtime. Again, food is uh, no charge, but we do need you to register and, um, and just get connected. There's a child care charge because we're not wanting any of our kids' workers uh, to be out of the services. So we're going to get people to come in and take care of our kids. And so uh, you can find the details on that. But you, again, just put your phone to that. It'll give you the link, and then you can get registered, and, and we'll start to coordinate and, and uh, have conversation. I do believe there's something about just getting around people who carry the Spirit of God that actually awakens something within your life. Uh, understand going to church is not like uh, one of your many hobbies or one of the sports programs that you take your kids to uh, and you have friends and those are great you know great to have those friends and and be involved in lots of different things that's all awesome but I just want you to know there's a marked difference of what it means to be the church together as family consistently submitting to God's desires takes us to a place of understanding the unity of the faith and the joining of the body of Christ. And I want us to see that today. I'm, I'm going to point to you, if you'll, if you'll take your Bibles, we're going to start in Psalms, right in the middle of the, of the Bible, Psalms 133. I want to show you something that I think is really interesting. It's, it's wild. We are um, originally designed to live in the Garden of Eden. Isn't that a beautiful thought? Our worship kind of gives us a glimpse of the presence of the Lord that He actually desires for us to explore and experience all of our lives. And, and the thing is, what you have to understand, the Bible actually describes a place where God commands blessing of life forevermore. How many of you want to be in that place? I want to make sure you understand what I'm saying. There is a place, the Bible says, it defines a place where God commands blessing and life forevermore. We want to learn to be in that place. I want God's blessing and, and God's life forevermore all over everything uh, that I'm involved in, and I want that to be my way of life. And so I want us to see this today as we look at how God's calling us to this, and we're just going to read through this in Psalms 133 to start, and then uh, we're going to go to Ephesians 3 a little later. So I appreciate you having your old-fashioned Bibles. It's just good to bring the book uh, into the room, and so please keep 
keep doing that. We'll encourage more people to do so as we keep walking this out. Lord, would you bless the reading of your word today? Would you deliver us from corporate efforts of churchianity? Would you help us to understand, Lord, the deep, meaningful reality of our worship, the deep, meaningful reality of the public reading of Scripture, the deep, meaningful reality of the Spirit of God that is not only with us but within us, bearing witness to what your Word declares, awakening something living and life-giving within us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Psalms 133, 1-3, Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. The New Destiny translation says, I made that up. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers consistently submit to God's desire, learning to dwell together in unity. Verse 2, it is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. His robes get a mention in this text of Scripture, and we normally pay no attention, but I want to point it out to you today, so I want to make sure you notice. Speaking of the oil coming down on the robes that the priest, the priestly order uh, would wear this particular robe, and, and this is what it's declaring over Aaron in this scenario. Verse 3, it is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there, this is the place, this place of unity, for there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. I promise you, unity is more important than any of us realize <laughs> Unity and community, the connection and the relationship, the loving God well, loving others well, is the reference in this Psalms 133 where God commands his blessing and life forevermore. And we just, I want us to take a look when we're talking about consistently submitting to God's desires, we're talking about a heavenly father and we're family. Don't you just love it when your kids get along? Don't you just love it? I mean, does something happen in your heart when your kids love each other well and you watch them like sacrificially make it a point to care for their siblings? I mean, something is awakened in your heart. And that's really what this is referencing, the unity of the body of Christ. There, God the Father commands blessing and life forevermore that we might understand and recognize when we love Him well and love each other well. It's releasing something in the earth. And that unity, uh, I want to just point out the robe that we see in Scripture uh, is an interesting robe. And this is the lineage of the priesthood. They all wore this seamless robe. And I, I want you to, to think about this with me for just a moment. Because we know in the conclusion of Jesus' life on earth, he's crucified on a cross, and they're fighting over a seemingly expensive garment at the foot of the cross. In fact, they wind up casting lots and gambling to see who gets to take home the robe. Who gets to take home the garment? 
And the, the, the type that we see in this particular scenario is this is that seamless garment. We don't know where he got it. Somebody wealthy must have uh, given it to him as an expression of their appreciation for him. But it was a prophetic picture. And this is what's so amazing. And I think we need to understand the Bible is filled with prophetic f pictures of these spiritual realities in amazingly wonderful ways. So... We've, we've pointed to this, and, and again, the whole concept of turn the page is just to get people going through Genesis to Revelation, and if you go on our website, you can find all kinds of uh, messages, all 66 books of the Bible. Jesus remarkably revealed in each book of the Bible. He's amazingly everywhere in Scripture. And every book has all these types and shadows. Jonah in the belly of the well for three days. Jesus in the grave for three days. Uh, Joseph emerging as a... Um, in ministry, leadership in, uh, among the Gentiles, and uh, the age, the whole progression of age 30, of emerging, and Jesus at the age of 30, and he's there welcoming not only Jews, but Gentiles as they, I mean, just amazing types and shadows that we see throughout Scripture. And this is one of those. If you think about it, the body of Christ, Jesus walking on the earth, had his body covered, the body of Christ was covered with this seamless covering, uh, and, and that is the case for us today. We are the body of Christ and we're not to have these fabricated connections the surface level fabricated not real not genuine they're fabricated hi how are you don't really care just got to say it because that's the pleasant thing to do great have a good day I'm busy too I don't really need a deeper more meaningful relationship with you that's not the way we say it but that is what we say how many of you know I'm talking the truth <laughs> It's just the busy society that we are in. And let's just remember, hurry is an enemy to the kingdom of God. Hurry is an enemy to love. So learning to slow down, slow our pace, and truly take some time to give consideration to the relationships that exist around us is a really important thing for us to understand. There's no seam, no tear that's fabricated put together. It was this solo garment. I mean, it's just amazing when you think about what's being revealed in this. And, and this is the plan of God in our lives. If you recognize this, um, our relationships are way more significant than what any of us realize. Like, I should probably treat you like my destiny is connected to my relationship with you because my destiny is actually connected to my relationship with you. The Lord brought us together. He connected our paths. He crossed our paths on purpose. And I love in Ephesians chapter 4, it speaks of the fivefold ministry and, and, and tells specifically those fivefold gifts of the ministry are given for the building up of the church, actually to mobilize the church to the work of the ministry. How many of you in here are called to the work of the ministry? Can I get an amen if you're called to the work of the ministry? Everybody in the room, you're called to the work of the ministry. The fivefold ministry is given that you might explore and discover your call to the work of the ministry. This is the way it puts it, but we're to do it together, not just go get them, everybody, but we walk this out in unity and community and connection together. And I love that particular text of Scripture in Ephesians 4.16 because it actually explains that Jesus is, uh, brings the church into a relational connection in such a way that it says specifically, quote, each joint supplies as the church builds itself up in love. Each joint supplies. That is such an important phrase. Would you mind if we just all say that phrase, those three words together? Say it with me. Each joint supplies. 
And each joint supplying really is the joining of our lives where we begin to understand connection brings provision. Each joint supplies. Connection is provision. This is the kingdom of God. So I have an illustration for you. And I want to explain it. Actually, Tracy ordered this furniture. And, uh, you know, I don't mind Tracy ordering furniture. Thank you guys very much. I don't mind Tracy ordering the furniture. But how many of you know when the furniture shows up in a box, then the furniture boy is going to have to put it together. I'm the furniture boy. And so I thought about it as I put the first chair together, and then I had the second one in the box. And it's a nice chair. I like it. I've actually been sitting in it at home, and uh, it's pretty, pretty nice, comfortable, casual, you know, chair, sturdy, all together. And I, I started just thinking about the chair after I put it all together, like there are these little things that go in here, and then a cover. Like you can't even see the things that are holding it together on the inside. How I many you know there are these little pieces that no one will ever see, but it's not going to be functional if they don't do their work, if there's not a joining together the way they're supposed to. So, like, the chair is gathered in the box here. Like, this is, yeah, this is that. And this is, it's, how many of you know this is a chair? Can we all vote this is a chair? But it's really not a chair, even if it's all gathered together in a box, until it's effectively joined together. The purpose of the chair, I mean, this is hard, strong. This is, this is soft. This is fluffy. How many of you, your temperament might be a little hard at times? How many of your temperament be a little fluffy at times? I mean, it is interesting, but the uniqueness of the body of Christ all coming together, joined together in the box. We're joined together here in the box, in the church, and if we don't connect, we'll never discover our God-intended purpose because we're disconnected in the box. But if we come out of the box into relationship on a deeper place of relationship, there you start to find the blessing of life forevermore because God's intended purpose for us as a family starts to be revealed in amazing and wonderful ways. It's really incredible, but the whole idea of dwelling together in unity takes on an entirely different meaning when we start meeting in a smaller forum of relationship. I'm really glad you're here. But I do want to caution you, because some of you are here in the box a little bit like this. You're really not connected. I mean, folks, groups just take work. It's, it's just work. I mean, they got, I mean, I got schedule. I got stuff I got to do. And then, you know, they want me to be a part of a group. They want me to, you know, connect relationally with people in the church. It's like, I mean, you don't have to. It's just that it doesn't take much to knock you over when you're trying to do this thing alone. And you're really designed to be able to weather the storm in amazing, amazing ways, but not by yourself. We can do all things through Christ. I mean, you understand, there's this, there's this concept of the Lord's Prayer that we need to understand the, the, the joining of our lives is a part of even how Jesus said to pray. 
There's no singular anything in the Lord's Prayer. Have you noticed this? He doesn't say, my Father, which art in heaven, give me this day my daily bread. All of it is this plurality because that's God's plan for us as the body of Christ. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Give us this day. Forgive us our debts as we, for, I mean, do you understand? How many of you have ever had a grudge or an attitude and somebody who loved you, they loved you enough to tell you, I don't think your attitude is right about that situation? Raise your hand if that's the case. Raise your hand if it was this morning. <laughs> I mean, we really need people looking in, helping us see things that we're simply not going to be able to see if we don't see it together. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just point this out. I know. I'm just listening. I don't want to just be talking. I know um, I made the statement about hurry a few weeks ago. And hurry is an enemy to love. The busier you are, the less Christ-like you'll become. It's just a reality. You're too busy and too distracted to really engage on a deeper level. And I remember when I said it, I felt like a lead balloon. Like it just landed and like didn't go much further than right there. Because how many of you know we live in a society that is very fast-paced? And, and I remember after I made the statement, I just said, look... If you are dismissing what God is revealing in his word, then you are a person who has been evangelized by the world more than you have evangelized the world around you. I, I'm coming back to that in this regard. I just don't have time for deeper, more meaningful relationships in the body of Christ. simply means you don't understand because the world system has taught you how to think. And the Lord wants us to renew our minds and take our thoughts captive and allow his word to shape who we are and sacrificially devote ourselves to loving God. I want you to watch. Sacrificially devote ourselves to loving God and sacrificially devote ourselves to loving others. Sacrificially devote ourselves to loving God and sacrificially devote ourselves to loving others. This is the cross of Jesus Christ and both of those are vitally important. It's not just you and Jesus. We're the body. We're the family. And this is really important. I, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, Scott Guthrie and I were chatting recently. And, uh, and he said, hey, I'm reading this book. And, uh, and I'm getting so much out of it because I'm reading it with Randy Lincoln. Randy, I didn't even know you could read. Congratulations, man. It's awesome. I was shocked. But, but he, <laughs> he said, I'm reading this book with Randy. And, and like, it's just a different experience. And I, I just, it was such a simple conversation, but I thought, isn't that wild? Like, have you ever read a book with somebody? Because when you're reading it just you, you're just kind of thumbing through, figuring out if something stands out to you. It's almost like a reservoir. But if you're reading it with someone else and you know you're going to have a conversation, you're actually not just thinking about yourself, but now you're thinking about the other person. You're becoming more of a river. And as you're reading, you're processing it from a different vantage point, thinking about what you're reading and how that can become a conversation. And it becomes an expression and not just something you're receiving, but something you're considering. I mean, I just thought it was, I thought it was genius. 
And, and it's crazy, uh, Scott and Randy have gotten so much more out of those romance novels than they would have <laughs> reading those just by themselves. Oh, sorry, Lord. <laughs> he didn't like that. Okay, I get it. Make room for relationships. I want to say it again. You cannot go deep if you do not slow down. And I'm going to minister uh, Ephesians 3 over you uh, in just a moment. Like, I, 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 this is kind of crazy, but the text I'm going to read to you, I was thinking about this week. I've probably prayed the text that I'm about to read to you I've probably prayed it a thousand times in the last month. I can't get away from it. The Lord keeps bringing it back to me. I go on prayer walks. I'll walk for a few miles just praying this, declaring this, starting at the beginnings, pausing in the middle of it, thinking it through, asking the Lord to take us deeper. It's a powerful text of Scripture. And it all deals with us understanding what He desires to do within us as a family together. It's just so deep in that regard. And, and and what I'm going to do is I'm going to point, to point to something. We're going to do this on February the 19th. And it's the revelation of the table emerging relationally together. We're going to ask on February the 19th, coming you know, right uh, Sunday after Valentine's Day, we're going to ask that we all have a rule that day, and that rule is nobody eats alone. That's February 19th is National Nobody Eats Alone Day. We're, we're making that up right now. Okay? So what we want you to do is to uh, go to lunch with somebody. All the staff, elders, leaders, we're going to be... Uh, a you know, different places, different restaurants available and connecting and just building relationship. You find somebody in the church or maybe invite somebody to come to church with you that day and take them to lunch after, but nobody eats alone that day. Some people might actually want to do this out of their home, which is beautiful and that's great and we'll empower you in that regard. Uh, we even have some crock pot ideas to help you with doing that even on a Sunday in preparation, you know, while you're at church. That's just kind kind of going and and so we're we're working on some of those details but but just have that in mind february the 19th right after valentine's day let's plan to be here and then let's plan to go to lunch together and nobody eats let's just build some rapport and build some relationships as we learn to walk that out so i'm going to ask if the worship team will come and if you'll turn in your bibles to ephesians chapter 3 I do things just to help me remember where to find stuff, but this is like the John 3.16, you know, the most famous verse ever. This is the Ephesians 3.16. This is another really good verse that should become very famous. Ephesians 3.16 and following. How many of you believe God wants you to go deeper in relationships this year? <clears throat> I do want you to understand... Um, we are going to be trying to help everybody understand what that process looks like for us. February the 12th is our Discover Destiny. We'll talk about it more uh, as we get a little closer. But right after church, we're just going to take 30, maybe 40 minutes max. Just a brief conversation to explain what it looks like to get more involved and learn more about who God designed you to be. I know you probably have a lot of things going. And I'm not trying to in any way 
uh, lay you know, heaviness on you. But I'm just telling you, you need to be connected if you're going to be fulfilled. You just simply, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know if you heard, there's this Bible verse that actually says, it is not good for the chair to only have one leg, for man to be alone. And the Lord really wants us to have that connection in our lives together. So, you know, on Tuesday mornings, we meet here at 6 a.m., and uh, Mark is our, our minstrel for the Tuesday morning. And Mark, I'm just going to ask, uh, however you'd like to, but just give us a little bit of what we do on Tuesday morning as I read these verses. And um, I would invite you this week, particularly as we're going a little deeper in fasting and praying and believing God for breakthrough and believing God for healing to break forth, that you might consider just joining us Tuesday morning as well, um, just to come at 6 a.m., join us and just press in. We'll just go a little deeper together in praying into what the Lord's desiring to reveal and release in the atmosphere around us. You know, the Bible says, my house shall be a house of prayer. And I've, I've kind of wrestled with that for a while, thinking like, why do we sing then? and Why do we preach? If my house will be a house of prayer. And I've started to really understand a little more, like greeting and interacting in the lobby actually has a disposition of prayer when we're doing so as believers who are listening to what the Lord may be saying even in those moments of time of interaction in other words for as many as are led by the Spirit of God these are the sons and daughters of God even our interaction should be a prayerful interaction our worship should be this not just singing songs but prayerful interaction with God Almighty our teaching and preaching of the word should be this prayerful interaction you don't need a man to teach you you should be prayerful and conversational with God and the anointing itself is what will teach you so just pay attention to what the Lord's desiring to reveal as I read these verses and, and maybe just take a few moments just to pray through these verses over you because I've been praying for you a lot on this particular thing especially it's just been so important for whatever reason but I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power there's a lot of focus on power in this text of Scripture God wants you to have power God wants you to walk as powerful sons and daughters of God everywhere you go in the earth you're carrying something that's affecting the spiritual atmosphere of any room you walk in I, that's why I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being through his spirit what a treasure that we have access to God through His Spirit in our inner being, not our outer man that can have such a loud voice all the time, but our inner man that communes with God when we're positioning ourselves before Him well in 
taking time in prayer and the word and strengthening our inner man. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power here it is again together we must be rooted and established in love that we may have power not alone but together you hear the essence of this this is community this is connection this is family this is oneness in Christ I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. I mean, you can know something that surpasses knowledge. Do you hear the essence of this? This is eternal, supernatural, beyond your ability to comprehend, but you can still get it because you have an inner man that communes with God. He's not only with you, he's within you, awakening these eternal realities of God that exist within you, and your mind is blown when you experience and encounter God like this. This is the faith that we're talking about, not churchianity trying to get people in a room. We're talking about sons and daughters of God that are in communion with God Almighty and with each other in unity together. That you may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Drop the mic. That's crazy. Isn't it wild how we just flippantly read these texts of Scripture and splash sermons at them and people, bravo, that was great, and we leave. You are to be filled with all the fullness of God. What does that even look like? Well, it doesn't happen alone because it's talking about being rooted and established in love, having power together that we may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Lord, would you just help us to understand that little piece just, just a little bit that you've designed us and you've desired for us to not just be filled with the Spirit, but to be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God, completely overwhelmed with everything that is awakened within us, that we're spilling over everywhere we go, and the kingdom of God is advancing as a result of that atmosphere of our lives. Now the verse that most people have focused on, and you probably know, and it's just this beyond the wildest imagination portion of Scripture that we quote so often without really looking at all that context before. But now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine 
according, here it is again, that word power, according to his power. Everybody say power. According to his power that is at work within us. Not me, us. This is us. This is all of us. God wants to awaken his power within you. God wants us to walk in such a way that everywhere we go, we're carrying the presence of God and his gracious presence is escaping our broken lives and people are being healed in moments in time and they don't even know why they're being healed and people are being liberated and set free and they don't even know why they're being liberated and set free. But because you are carriers of the presence of God, when you're broken that presence begins to escape your life and the kingdom of God is at hand thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven this is who we are above all we can ask or imagine beyond our wildest imagination verse 21 to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever you stand Lord we need to encounter you in such a way that we start to learn how to take a minimal portion of scripture like this and let it truly wreck our lives where we turn off our phones we disconnect from the loud voices of the world around us and we rehearse dozens of times what you're revealing because you're highlighting something that's meaningful for this moment for this season we rehearse it after rehearsing it dozens of times then we rehearse it hundreds of times because we know there's something more there's treasure that exists within this and and the treasure is available to those who are willing to pursue the treasure in the kingdom of God all these parables Jesus spoke and he kept saying I said them in parables so that people might not understand in other words he didn't want to just make it easy and simple he wanted people with a hunger and a passion and an appetite to dig deeper and ask questions God is always trying to cultivate a deeper appetite within us I pray, Father, after we rehearse these, these minimal portions of Scripture that all of a sudden seemingly stand out in our reading or turn the page, whatever it is, we rehearse them dozens of times, we rehearse them hundreds of times, we just can't escape them, we rehearse them thousands of times. And in doing so, an ancient well that exists within us begins to bring forth something of the eternal life of Christ born from his word coupled with his spirit awakening something within us as sons and daughters of God I feel that stream coming out of me right now as I'm speaking and declaring to you I sense that stream being awakened within you right now as you're standing in the presence of God Come on, I want us to go hard. I want us to go strong into worship. I want you to awaken and activate that well that exists within you. I'm going to ask if our prayer teams will make their way up right over here to my left. If if you want us to agree with you, lay hands on you, call forth that well out of you, then you feel free to come if there's anything we can stand in agreement with you over. But come on, let's awaken that which God has placed within us as we press in and go just a little deeper before we're dismissed.